Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today. Then I began to talk to other preachers, you see, and people, and ask them, pastors and evangelists, and I never could find anybody that got it to work for them. I don't know why they still did it. God doesn't work on a hit and miss method. Only time in my life that I ever missed God relative to a church or preaching or, or as a vandalist and so on and so forth when I put out a fleece. The rest of the time I just prayed and waited on God till I got an inward witness and here I knew on the inside of me what to do. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. I'm trying to establish the fact that man is a spirit being that God contacts us through our spirit. God deals with our spirits. He cannot contact us through our minds. The Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in our minds. He does not contact us through our bodies. Now he did in the Old Testament. The reason he did because they were spiritually dead people. I'm not living under the Old Testament. You see, you'll get uh, a lot of time people under the New Covenant will uh, talk about many times putting out fleeces. Do you know it's New Testament unscriptural to be led by fleeces? Well, somebody said, yeah, but now, now, now back there in the Old Testament, Gideon put out a fleece, I know it. But if you just stop and think for a moment, if you know your Bibles, under the Old Covenant, first of all, they hadn't been born again. Secondly, only the king, the priest, and the prophet had the Spirit of God anointing them upon them to fulfill those offices. The rest of the people knew nothing about any kind of a personal manifestation of the Spirit of God to them as an individual. They saw the manifestation of God's glory in the cloud, but that holy presence was kept shut up in the holies of holies. So Gideon didn't know then when God began to deal with him because he didn't have the Spirit. He didn't know whether it was a God or the devil or who it was. Are you listening? It's awfully dangerous for New Testament spirit-filled Christians to put out fleeces. Most dangerous thing in the world to do. For the simple reason that you see this fleece business is in the realm where Satan is God. He's the God of this world. I remember as a Baptist preacher and pastor, I never heard much about fleeces. After I got baptized, the Holy Ghost spoke the other tongue, come over among Pentecostal people, I heard a whole lot about putting out fleeces. A lot of it. Preachers and everybody's always putting out fleeces. Well, I get, began to keep records. I began to talk to preachers in the process of time. You see, after I'd put out a fleece and it backfired on me, <laughs> only time I ever got fleece is when I put out a fleece. <laughs> Then I began to talk to other preachers, you see, and people, and ask them, pastors and evangelists, and I never could find anybody that got it to work for them. I don't know why they still did it. God doesn't work on a hit and miss method. 
Only time in my life that I ever missed God relative to church or preaching or, or as a vandalist and so on and so forth when I put out a fleece. The rest of the time I just prayed and waited on God till I got an inward witness in here I knew on the inside of me what to do. Are you listening to me? I knew what to do on the inside of me and I followed that and I never missed it anymore then. Never made the mistake. Well, if we'd learn to listen to our spirits, we'd just be a whole lot better off. Because the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Now, the spirit of man is the part of man that's born again. And is the part of man that receives eternal life, which is the nature and the life of God. And that becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. You remember we looked at... Uh, the verse there that said yesterday in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Well, that's not the outer man. The body's not new when you're born again. It's the, it's the man on the inside. The spirit man that's born again becomes a new man, a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And so it's a spirit of man that's born again. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you remember, that... Uh, when Nicodemus said, after Jesus said to him, you must be born again. And being natural, he could only think naturally. And so he said, is it possible for a man to enter into the, his mother's womb, you know, and be born the second time? Well, Jesus wasn't talking about a physical birth. He said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He was talking about a spiritual birth. And so that's the part of man that's born again is his spirit and his spirit receives eternal life the life of God the nature of God into it and it's his spirit you notice he said that uh, that God's spirit the spirit of God bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God and it's his spirit that's made a new creature in Christ Jesus now the soul is not the innermost being at all and it's not the soul that's born again. Are you listening to me now? Now here's something that you need to see. We use these terms so loosely until people have missed real truth that would bless them. We've talked about, you see, uh, uh, we've interchanged spirit and soul and acted like they were the same. Now here's a verse of scripture. Uh, look in your Bibles now. Here's something that, that helped me that, that, that really bothered me for a long time, to tell you the truth about it, because, you see, I didn't know what I know now, the difference between spirit and soul, and I did just like every other preacher did that I knew of. I, I, I referred to the spirit as the soul, and the soul as the spirit. Didn't divide them. The Bible divides them. See, I didn't. Now, you notice here in James... First chapter, the 21st verse, I want you to see something here that, that really helped me. And I believe it will you too. He says here, and remember now, that James is not writing to sinners. He's not writing about sinners. He's not writing to sinners. He's writing to the church. I know he is because, you know, in James, the fifth chapter, and you understand this, that James didn't write this in chapter and verses. James just wrote a letter. Man divided it 
into chapters and verses many, many hundreds of years later. Just, you know, make it easier for references. James just wrote a letter. He's writing a letter to the church because he said here in James 5.14, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. If he have committed sin, he shall be forgiven him. Now notice that the word church is used there. Is any sick among you? Among whom? You. Let him call for the elders of the church. Is any sick among the church? Let him call for the elders of the church. So he's writing a letter. The whole letter is written to the church. Is that right? Not written to sinners. All right, now then turn back to that first chapter then of James. And notice in this uh, 21st verse. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. All right, now let's go on reading so we don't just pick a verse out of a, try to make it say something out of a context, you see, and try to make it say something it didn't say. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Well, now this go back up above verse 21 to verse 19. Or we'll start with verse 18 just to show you that you don't take verse 21 out and say, now that applies to sinners. Now notice verse 18. Of his own will, he begat us through the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Begat means of his own will, we were begotten or born with the word of truth. Hallelujah. Born again, he's talking about. That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, see, he isn't writing to sinners, he's writing to beloved brethren, isn't he? Isn't he? Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. That's a hard verse for some people to practice. <laughs> See, he said down there in the 22nd verse, Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. Most everybody practices that verse in reverse. <laughs> they are uh, swift to speak, and swift to wrath, and slow to hear. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. He said, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man, that means woman too, <laughs> be swift to hear. Swift to hear. Slow to speak. Slow to wrath. You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Hey, listen, hon, we have a great offer. Yes. And I want, I, I want to talk about it in just a minute. We have the uh, CDs, six CDs, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, four CDs, The Name of Jesus, and the Believer's Authority CDs, four of them. And these are great CDs. Now, they have taken these messages 
And that's the way all of my dad's books were written. Written. They took his messages, they transcribed them, they put them into book form. And what yes. do you have over there? I have the Believer's Authority Legacy Edition. Yes. The Name of Jesus Legacy Edition and if, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God Legacy Edition. Well, why is edition. it called the Legacy Edition? Well, because we took additional uh, teachings that your dad, after he passed, we took additional teachings that he had done. On and these subjects. On these subjects and added them and made a legacy edition. Okay, now, so we have talked to you. There's three books. There's three sets of CDs. Yes. Now, we have a special offer. That's right. You have a choice. You can have the three books for forty for a gift of $40 or more, or you can get the CDs for a gift of $40 or more. You know, honey, some people like to read. Some people like to listen. But what if I want both? Well, if you want both, you can get both of them for $80 for or a more. gift of $80 or, or more. Hey, yes. go right now to your computer and order these right now. You're going to want to have these. The Believer's Authority yes. is the book that has set more people free than any other book or set of CDs that my dad in ever did. In fact, honey, you need to listen to those at least once a year. Yes. Yes. In fact, I had a, I was just talking with one of our Rhema pastors, and he said there is two things that he does every year. Uh-huh. In January, he tries to listen to the CDs, and about the middle of the year, he, he reads, reads the, the book. book. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma. 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rama.org for more great resources. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.